Welcome to Strategy Saturday. I'm Charles Crillo, and today we're going to be discussing what investors should be looking for when assessing a property. So one of the things I first look at as my initial observations is looking at the bones of the property. So how good are the items you cannot fix or cannot afford to fix? So types of roofs, what type, uh, you know, what year was the property built in, the structure itself, when you're reviewing it, is there, are there cracks in stucco, the foundations? Um, you see in, in C-Class, we'll see a lot of ceiling patches, and there's not really a great way of patching and painting a ceiling uh, without people knowing about it unless you do the whole ceiling over, which is rarely done by handymen when there's a leak. Um, you know, you're really focusing on the structure and the plumbing, and you're making sure there's really not water intrusion. There's not going to be anything that's, like, major um, because if the bones of the property are good, then you could really focus on upgrading the interiors of the property where you're going to be able to increase rent. When you're upgrading units, you're increasing the rents, right? Replacing parking lots, roofs, mechanicals, exterior painting does not raise rent, but it needs to be done. If these are already done when you're buying a property, you can then work on how you're going to upgrade the units, amenities, um, other things that are going to actually increase the rent for the tenant. So how has it been maintained? Um, you know, is there a lot of deferred maintenance uh, than the eye can see? And you're, you're not going to realize a lot of this until the due diligence is done. But if they've cut corners other ways on the property, you can imagine there's going to be a lot of deferred maintenance that you haven't found yet that it's waiting for you during your inspection. Location. Um, what type of transportation options are around? Are there jobs located where your tenants would be working at nearby? Is it a residential area or commercial area or industrial area? Um, you know, a residential area uh, while being close to commercial is probably one of the best bets. So someone's in a residential area, but they're easily able to drive or walk to different commercial uh, establishments. How long does it take for tenants to go to grocery stores, uh, grab a cup of coffee, restaurants, bars? I mean, what's the walkability score there? And uh, is that going to be, I mean, how important that is to your tenants? You know, with new with millennials rental, renting, uh, it's very important. It might not be as important if you're dealing with a older, uh, an older client base, an older tenant base. So what's the story behind the property? Um, this is very important, and brokers always, a good broker will always explain this to you because it's, and, and a lot of, I think, newbie investors don't really care, and they want to look at numbers, and they want to look at rents, and all that stuff is very, very important. But the story behind the property is very important as well. Um, you know, you want to be buying a property uh, that the person has owned for a while. It's like a perfect story. Someone's owned for the while. They haven't done much work to the property other than regular maintenance um, to the property, but they haven't really uh, done renovation to the property. They haven't really pushed rents. Um, their rents are under market. Um, they just haven't been running it like a business. They've been running it more like a bank account, which is what traditional mom and pops and owners that have owned for a, owned for a while um, kind of do. They don't really push and get aggressive with the market as syndicators when they're trying to make returns because there's usually no other limited partners in it. It's just them. What is the business plan? You know, are we able to add value? So with any type of property that you're buying, um, know exactly what your strategy is and what your business plan would be. Um, make sure that the business plan 
is something that's going to be conducive to the neighborhood and to the rental comps that you're finding in that area. Um, if you're house hacking, it doesn't really matter about the value add per se. I mean, you might want to do some work to it. You can raise rents here and there. The main thing for you, you're penciling out is, can I live in one unit for next to nothing, right? And that's how you're doing it. It's going to be a different business plan for someone that's coming in that buying that property for a strictly investment property. Um, so with the business plan, you know, how dated are the units? This is where you can add actual money and increase rents. Uh, you know, that's where you put the money in and you're going to get it back in uh, one, two, two years, maybe three years, uh, within four years. So they're great returns when you're putting money into the units. What do the nearby comps look like and what are they renting for? Okay, so when you're building out your business plan, you know what they are. Uh, what are other units offering? You know, what are they charging for? Um, and then what is the payback? Like we were talking before, um, usually when you put money into an apartment, um, you know, we want to raise the NOI so we can raise the value of the property. But we also want to look at the payback. Um, you know, if you're putting uh, $4,000 into a unit and you're going to be raising rents um, by $100 a month, um, you know, you know that that payback is going to be there just over three years. Um, if you're putting a washer and dryer combo into a unit and it's $600 for that combo and it adds $50 per month, I mean, it's a 12-month payback. It's a fantastic return on investment. So these are all things that you want to look into and be aware of and put into your business plan if it if it works out. Knowing the comps is that um, do people have washer and dryer combos? Are people getting $50 a month? Um, you know, maybe they're getting a lot less than that. Maybe they're getting a lot more for it. Um, so it's, it's good to know what is being included in comparable complexes within uh, as close as possible to your unit, but, you know, usually within like a mile of it and really less than that. The closer, the better, because that's when you know it's the most uh, realistic, it's, uh, it's the most uh, accurate. You want to maximize the value add, but you don't want to over-renovate. Uh, over so neighboring properties have, for example, let's say 95% occupancy plus at $1,200 for a 2-2. And the subject property is at $1,000. So for $5,000 a unit, you can reach uh, slightly exceed the $1,200 in rents. Your payback time frame is about two years. Now, what happens if you put $7,500 into the property, but it will not warrant um, you know, it's not going to warrant more than $1,200. Well, you're over-renovating that property at the $7,500 per unit. So this is really important when uh, you have a property manager and uh, that you're looking at and you know your comps. So you can pass this by your property manager and go, listen, do you think I can achieve this rent uh, with this type of finishes in there? And if they say yes, if they say no, um, they'll know if you find a good property manager that's in your area, they'll know exactly what you can achieve rent-wise and what the finishes have to be at. Um, they're also going to know, hey, you know, take into consideration, you might not be thinking that that property has this, yours doesn't. Okay, so now you have to take that into consideration yourself during your uh, underwriting and during when you're putting together a business plan. Because there's some things you don't want to get into major changes. It's not going to push rent. Now, of course, if you're getting into a property and it requires... <clears throat> roofs or mechanicals to be changed or fixed or anything like this replaced um, you're going to have to put that into your budget but just know there's no money that's there you're not you're not going to charge someone more money because their ac works right or because their roof doesn't leak or their bathroom doesn't leak um, these are just normal things that uh, have to have to work correctly 
So find the perfect renovation amount that will permit the highest rent and the fastest payback on your CapEx investment. Think the same way for amenities on larger complexes, right? So I'm going to do over a fitness center. I'm going to change. They have this huge office. I'm going to change part of the office into a fitness center. I'm going to put, um, we have extra land. We're going to put a dog park in. Um, we're going to renovate the pool area. You know, what's going to, what are the com- your competitors doing? It's very simple. Um, you know, you're going to go, you can mystery shop your competitors, know exactly the square footage, know exactly, um, know exactly the uh, the amenities, know exactly the finishes, and not just in the units. That's what you're going to see on like apartments.com and stuff, what the finishes are. You have to actually walk it because you might say, you know what, this is a much nicer common area. Um, these hallways are much nicer. Um, you know, they don't have pictures of that, let's just say, on, uh, on, the, on the website. Um, that thing you have to walk them and you have to get the feeling for because that's what your tenants are going to do. They're going to do the same thing. You have to make sure you're comparing the apples to apples on properties. Um, the last thing I like to know, too, is especially when we're in an inflationary area like now, um, time, what is the replacement value of the property, right? If I was going to build this property today to this standard, what would it cost? And uh, obviously, if you're buying below that, there's going to be some sort of opportunity in most markets. And uh, because if it's going to cost a lot more than what you're buying it for, it's going to be something where, um, you know, that clientele that you're renting to probably can't afford the new product. And you also are putting a moat around your property because uh, obviously you can't build that same property for what you're buying it for. So I hope you enjoyed. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, submit comments and potential show topics at globalinvestorspodcast.com. Look forward to two more episodes next week. See you then. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Syndication Superstars, LLC, exclusively.